Hi, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie, and I'm really excited today because we are going to talk about being an advocate. Now, it may not be in the way you think, but one of the most listened to podcasts that I've had was, Are You a Good Steward of Your Spiritual Gifts? And to be honest with you, I'm not really surprised that folks are drawn to this podcast because when you're in alignment with your God-given spiritual gifts, it's an incredible feeling, right? When you feel like you are on purpose and you're purposed and you're walking in that path that God's paved out for you, there is an energy and attitude shift that really is quite an extraordinary feeling. And when you're going in that direction that helps build up the body of Christ, there really is nothing better. And if you've had that feeling, right, if you've experienced that, then you want others to experience it too by using their spiritual gifts. Now, have you ever saw somebody and you're kind of like observing them and you you can literally see their gift, but for whatever reason, you know, they're very hesitant in using it or really stepping fully into it and sharing it with others. The last podcast was about stewarding your gifts and your spiritual gifts. And today I want to talk to you about how you can be a spiritual gift advocate. I love that term, right? A spiritual gift advocate. An advocate, as you know, is somebody who supports or promotes a cause. And what better cause to support than helping someone and supporting someone to pursue their spiritual gifts? So first, I want to talk a little bit about Romans 12.4 and you know what spiritual gifts are, right? And in Romans 12.4, Paul says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Now, I really suggest that you dig into the Bible and read about um, spiritual gifts, right? To get yourself familiar with it, because there's so much that is written about it. And that's why we know that it is so important. So The thing to remember here is that it's for the common good, right? When you support and encourage someone to use their spiritual gifts, it's not just for themselves. It's for the service of the common collective good, right? You're encouraging them to live on assignment, to use their talents, their spiritual gifts, and really um, build up the body of Christ. So, How do you practice becoming a spiritual gift advocate? And we're going to get into one, like how you can kind of um, maybe make a determination, right? I don't want to say determination because that sounds so final, but how you can kind of um, gather what someone's spiritual gifts may be. And one of the ways that we do this, there's three ways, really. One is observing, right? We can learn so much about someone's gifts simply by observing them in different situations, So take time to quietly observe your friends, your children, especially. I am like a very big advocate. And when you see a spiritual gift in your child, it is never, ever, ever too early to nurture that, right? And they usually start showing, in my opinion, or at least with my experience, pretty early. Um, I've seen it with my own daughter. I've seen it in Sunday school. So really be observant, right? Watch 
take note, right? Take note of what you're seeing. Um, maybe your sister a church has a gift for hospitality or teaching. Um, what is it that you see they're doing when they're in action that pricks your heart that relates to their spiritual gifts? Um, the other thing is ask questions. You know, sometimes we go to church and we have these very surface level conversations. It's like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm blessed. How are you? Really start to like dig in, you know, and I'm not saying there are people that you feel maybe more comfortable with. And sometimes it's a good exercise to talk to people you don't feel that comfortable with. Um, you know, I guess that's a different conversation for a different podcast, but I do think sometimes just like in, um, life in general, we tend to gravitate towards people we feel most alike. Right. Um, but I don't want to get off topic here, but ask questions, right? Have conversation, take time to ask probing questions about, you know, what people enjoy, what their hobbies are, um, how they like to serve at church, you know, questions that go to the heart of who they are. The third thing is to listen. Um, Spend more time listening than talking. When we listen, we can discern and learn. And, um, you know, I think we can practice that just in general, right, is to listen more Because when we are asking questions, sometimes we're just so quick to jump to the next one and the next one and the next one without actually taking the time to listen to what somebody has to say. So listen. So those three things, observe, you know, ask probing questions, but really take the time to listen and then pray about it. You know, pray what God is trying to show you about this person and, you know, how you can help support them in their, um, in their spiritual gifts. So now after we do these three things and we start to see, um, you know, maybe what their spiritual gifts are, or if you're starting to see that, you know, they're hesitating on using them, how do you become that spiritual gift advocate? Okay, this is the good part, right? So one is you want to encourage them with words. If you see they have a gift, and I'm using hospitality again, but if you see they have a gift for hospitality, compliment them on it, you know, say, Hey, you have such a heart for hospitality. I love seeing how God uses you in this way. Let them know you see it. We do not take enough time to encourage one another. Right. And like really mean it because I think people can get when you are being authentic and genuine. So when you see somebody doing something that, um, stands out or just, And I don't mean that in like the standout way, like who crafts the best or whatever, but like in that way that's meaningful, really take time to encourage them, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a text, whether it's a card, whether, you know, if if you can catch them in the action doing it and encourage them, that's even better. But that is one of the ways that we can really become um, that spiritual gift advocate is through encouragement. The next thing, provide opportunities when they arise. Um, Be that sister who actively pursues and provides opportunities to others. You know, I have a dear friend in Christ, um, and I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning her name. If you're listening, Isabel, thank you. Um, But her name is Isabel, and she is one of those women who really have a way of gently nudging you to go outside the box of your comfort zone. And she 
did that with me. You know, she gave me an opportunity um, to teach a class actually a few years ago now. And I really was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not me. I get nervous. I don't know if I really have enough to say. It's intimidating, right? Um, But she was so encouraging and she really made that opportunity available because she saw something that I did not see. Um, That gift of, you know, talking and teaching and, and she felt that I needed to hone in on that, you know? And so she was one of those those people who I find to be really prominent in some of the things that I do today. So she didn't just give me an opportunity, but she gives other women an opportunity. So for example, you know, she has a ladies Bible study class and we're studying women of the Bible. And what she did is instead of her teaching the whole class, she has each lady teaching a different chapter. And so That is what I'm talking about, right? Like giving people an opportunity to pursue and to mature in their spiritual gift. And that is in in itself a gift, right? And it may not be easy to do that. I'm not saying that like, you know, people are going to jump to it and they may push back a little bit, but keep providing opportunities as they arrive. The one thing that I will say is Isabel provides those opportunities in a very safe and non-judgmental space for us to do it, right? And that's really important is to make sure that you are kind of not throwing them into the wild, right? Like you're provide if there is an opportunity like for speaking, right? Or teaching or whatever that is, making sure that that environment is conducive um to patience and kindness and and that it's safe. So yeah, shout out to Isabel. She's an amazing mentor and advocate. Okay. Third is help them to pursue their spiritual gifts, right? Make introductions, build bridges, Um, make introductions to people who have the same spiritual gift that you think that they do. And this can be a way that others can be built up by encouraging them, right? So they're maturing in their spiritual gifts by being like maybe a mentor or an encourager or being a spiritual advocate, but you're building bridges between them so that they can connect. Because a lot of times I think what happens is, is that we don't um, feed off of each other, right? So invite them to events or meetups as a way for them to connect. Remember, iron sharpens iron, right? We're a body and each member is working together. And this is a way that we can help keep the body of Christ in shape and growing. Fourth is like so simple, right? Show up. Once they are maybe, you know, in a a position where like they're using their spiritual gift in some sort of service or whatever it is, show up and be supportive, Okay, I have another shout out. So I have another uh, dear friend from church. Her name is Sonia. And when I had my Single Moms of Faith online conference, which was supposed to be a day, right, turned into a weekend, and it was a long weekend. I mean, it was like Friday night, all day Saturday, half a day Sunday. Sonia showed up, okay? So did Isabel, actually, and another uh, good friend of mine. But they showed up. They're not even single moms, They're not even single moms. They're like married, been married for years. 
Um, they both have children, but they showed up and they were so supportive. You know, that was such a long weekend. They could have been doing anything else, but they, they believed in my gift of, you know, putting on this conference and being of service in a way that, you know, encouraged women and single moms to turn to God and to be, you know, planted in their faith and rooted. And that was how they supported me. That was how they were my spiritual gift advocate. And I'm telling you, it's something that I'll never forget. And I think I even like had a good cry after that whole conference just because of the love that I felt um, from, from them. And so do not ever underestimate showing up. 1 Corinthians 14.12 says, since you are eager to have um, spiritual gifts, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. So be eager, you know, be eager as a spiritual gift advocate to help others excel in their spiritual gifts. Um, The enemy knows that God has so greatly blessed, you know, us and there is so much collective spiritual power in each member of the body of Christ that and, and, and through that, extraordinary things can happen. But the enemy wants us to hesitate in using those gifts, which is why you see people, um, perhaps even yourself, you know, shrink back from fully stepping into that power, into that gift, into that blessing. And the reason is, is the enemy wants to plant seeds of doubts and insecurity. And it's a trap. You are already equipped. Okay. You are not given a spirit of timidity, but of power. So use that power to be a spiritual gift advocate for others who are hesitating, but do it with patience and kindness and encouragement. You know, and I just want to say that I am so appreciative of those spiritual gift advocates in my life. Um, who never failed to support and encourage me. And there are so many people, you know, who do that. And sometimes I even feel like, you know, some of my advocates are not even here, right? They were just, my grandmother, for example, she was my, she still is a spiritual gift advocate and she has, you know, been gone for years. She passed away, but her testimony of who she was and how she lived her life, that has been an example. So, if you're an example to others, even when you're gone, you leave that legacy, right? Um, and I don't even have enough time to name the others. My mother, my friend, Christina, like there are some, my daughter, you know, and she's 15 and she truly has been one of those people who pushed me and kind of reminded me to step into that gift and like, don't procrastinate and just do it. Right. And so you know, you're never too young, you're never too old um, to be a spiritual gift advocate. And I will tell you is that I think that's part of our purpose for being here, right, is to encourage one another. So I hope that as we go into the week, we we remember and do in action, deed, and word what Paul tells us in Thessalonians. He says in 1 Thessalonians 5 through 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build one one another up just as you are doing. So my sweet audience, it has been such a pleasure um, talking about how to be a spiritual gift advocate. I hope that you go out there, you encourage others, and that you continue to pursue, to use, and 
just, you know, use your spiritual gift in every way that you can. And God bless. Hi, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and others at Faith Coffee and a Kid, please take a moment and go over to iTunes to rate the podcast. I would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks so much for listening.